Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a podcast dedicated to creating living oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. I'm Magic Brian, your host for this growing collection of interviews. It was a pleasure to have met the subject of this episode, Dino Lampa, and we did a gig together in Sharjah in January 2020, when things were normal. I had no idea who he was or his history and was excited to learn about him and the friends we had in common. I always feel like we're all one degree away from each other. Our community is small and it always feels like we know everyone, but no matter how long we're in the game, there's a performer that we meet for the first time, and within a few minutes of talking, you realize you have so many others in common. So the name Dino Lampa might not resonate now, but after you hear his story, I'm sure you know many of the folks he talks about. I love my conversation with Dino. He talks about walking on his hands at 10 with no training but only desire, building his own props, juggling clubs, a unicycle, and juggling with bocce balls, touring through Europe for the first time in 1984, being influenced by Cotton McClune, being embraced by the performers in Amsterdam, and his duo show with Henry Camus, currently one half of the act Full House. We talk about how a car wreck shed light on a shady agency he did shows for, and he delves into the evolution of his cook character that he performs as. He talks about his worst year ever and his work towards recovery. His whole story is very inspiring, and I hope you enjoy the ride. All right, it is uh, January 22nd, 2020. We're in Sharjah, and I'm here with Dino Lampa, the Italian legend, <laughs> who I just met earlier in the week. We're doing a festival, um, the Fringe Festival. And uh, welcome to Stories from the Pitch. You're allowed to talk whenever you want. Yeah, you, you ask questions. Yeah, so I will, but you, you know. Okay. You say, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So Dino, uh, so I we I'm going to ask you questions I already talked to you about because we were chatting, getting yeah. to know each other. Yeah. But because for the sake of the interview, just to get your background, I know you said you started in physical education, yeah. right? So why don't you just take me quickly through yeah. your how you started and then how you turned in from what you did as a as a uh, physical education into okay. I'll form. start then from the beginning. The the beginning uh, for me is this: when I was nine or ten years old, uh, I learned to walk on my hands. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I this, uh, in fact, I was making my mother crazy because I had this trip. In the morning, I was waking up and uh, getting uh, out of bed uh, on my hands <laughs> and going. <laughs> because I thought I had this idea that uh, I want to train my body to work uh, upside down. So the first thing in the morning, I would, I would walk on my hands wow. before going on my feet. It just came natural. Yeah, I don't know why. I remember barely, you know, I was young. And then um, <clears throat> I did uh, a lot of sports. I was uh, a sprinter for many years, 100 meters, 200 meters. Then I did the cross country. I did the speed skate. I did a little rugby. Uh, of course, I play soccer because in Italy it's one of the only sports. <laughs> so you did all these at the same time? Yeah, I, I, I was um, for many years. I was training um, six day a week. I was doing light athletic and uh, three three days in a week uh, speed skate. Wow! So I had um, after the school, I had um, lunch at home, then go to the field to do light athletic for a couple of hours, and then uh, three days in a week I went to do. After speed skating, Jeez. And so this is all through high school. Yeah, I was uh, like I started. Uh, uh, I was 13 when I started to do light athletic, and I did uh, until I was um, 18, and 19. Then I, I went to do university. Uh-huh. And then I stopped uh, for uh, for one year. I stopped <laughs> sport completely, 
I was studying, um, how to say, um, I don't know the word in English, agrar, like uh, to be a, a tree doctor. Uh-huh, yeah. I did this one year and then uh, <clears throat> I decided it was not for me. Uh, I quit uh, university, I went out to my family, I worked for uh, one and a half year as, um, uh, on the building, uh, doing plastering. Uh, stuff That's like what your this. family did? No, no, my father is a mathematics teacher. Oh, okay. That's why they were very upset when I left university. Yeah. <clears throat> but then they conv convinced me to do something uh, more, uh, that make more scene, uh, sense. Uh, I started the, the sports school. Uh -huh. Since they say you always do sport, you went to the sports school, and that right, uh, and I did this. And during the, um, so I, I studied as a physical edu educational teacher, and um, then I met this guy that uh, was uh, studying sociology. And he could juggle three balls, uh -huh. and so he saw me walking on hands. So you're always walking on your hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was uh, actually a very funny anecdote that um, there was an evening I was with my colleague from the sport uh, school uh, we were drinking beer out of this bar and um, and uh, I don't know why we make this bet who could walk uh, on the hands uh, uh, along this wall and uh, I did it and won the bet and after this guy came Vito uh, he said very like uh, mysteriously I, I saw what you did I can juggle three balls. Together we can do big things. <laughs> and this is the start of my career. How old were you? Uh, 20, 20, yeah. 20. 21. And, uh, and you were already teaching? No, no, I was a st Still student. studying? Okay. Yeah, I was a yeah. student because I did before uh, the other, then I was working, right. then I went back to school. Right, then you met the sociology guy. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and we started to do this... Um, uh, project uh, in the school for children uh, as clowns with red nose, big shoes, uh -huh. and uh, our project was like how to teach uh, the children um, uh, sport skill skills through the game, through, mm -hmm. the, through the playing. Yeah. So it was the playing of the clown. So uh, the, the the kids were learning like uh, the slap and the roll and uh, little stuff like this. And while doing this, we learn. Something uh, I learned to juggle a little bit, and then <clears throat> we built our first unicycle. This was like uh, 1980, 81. So there was nothing. There was no YouTube. There was not uh, juggling stores. Yeah, there was nothing. nothing. We built our first clubs um, out of wood with a knife. Then, wow! Yeah. Then we went to a circus, and the guy showed us how to build proper juggling clubs. Uh, the trick was you buy a broomstick, and you, uh, you divide in three, and you have three uh, uh, club stick, then you take a plastic bottle, you cut the neck, and you put this in the broomstick, uh, um, you put a screw on the top, uh -huh. and uh, on, the <clears throat> on the other side to do the, the knob, uh, you put like a sink um, uh, stopper. Yeah, how do you, do you close the sink? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a stopper. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wait, they're not they're not weighted then. There's no weight to them outside of this broomstick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you put something in the bottle to make them heavy, or they're really light? No, we put some plastic on the bottom with the, to fix the screw. Yeah. Because um, some like the plastic, the, the rubber that you put under the shoes. Uh -huh. We put to the, the, the shoemaker. Okay. Yeah. And we cut around so we fit there. 
Britannia. So we were very like pioneers of this. And then, uh, so learning by doing, <coughs> we learned a little bit to juggle. We built our first unicycle. There was uh, <coughs> you and this guy that juggled the yeah. sociology guy. Yeah. Uh, well, how did you build your first unicycle? Yeah, I, actually, we didn't build by ourselves. <coughs> there was this uh, crazy mechanic uh, because I was li uh, living in a little village uh, near the Urbino, the um, city where I studied. I was a little bit out of town because it was cheap. This uh, house. This uh, apartment, very little apartment, and there was this crazy mechanic that he built for himself a little air, airplane with a piece of uh, motorcycle and cars. <laughs> and so we went to him, it would, would be the unicycle for us. And our first unicycle had like a 28 inch uh, wheel, yeah, because we had no idea. Yeah, so <clears throat> but why didn't you just couldn't you just buy a unicycle? Where? No, I don't nowhere, know. Nowhere, nowhere, no, I have no, no there was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing, you know. We we asked the city. Uh, every time there was a little circus in the area, we went there to ask uh, if the juggler could show uh, juggler could, could show us something. something. I remember we knew uh, how to juggle three balls, but uh, we didn't we didn't know how four works. Right. Because we thought it was a, a cascade, a cross cascade, uh -huh. uh, and then uh, <clears throat> some juggler from the circus show us how it really is. Wow. And the uh, unicycle, these were little circus, uh, family circus, and uh, they had this homemade unicycle. <coughs> so we built, uh, this guy built for us this unicycle with this 20-inch 20 uh, 20 uh, wheel yeah. and with the uh, um, uh, rice uh, bicycle uh, saddle. Uh -huh. It was very difficult because <laughs> you sleep. And so, I, so the whole time you're, you're doing all this stuff, you're, you're making the juggling clubs and you're going yeah. to the seen the juggler in the circus and asking what is your thought you and this guy are you thinking like we're going to try to is this to t teach the kids or just for yourselves that you're thinking you're going to make yeah, a show yeah it was all together because we were students so it was something like a game a hobby but uh, you know we were trying to to make some money you know the, um, <clears throat> we went to some schools and then we were uh, one week with the school with the children we make a little show with the children with clown gags and stuff like this Sometimes we worked for many weeks, every week, uh, two times in a week or something like this. And uh, then we start, you know, I started to learn juggle, uh, we built the first unicycle, we learned unicycling. My friend uh, built uh, steels by himself with wood, uh, I helped him with screwing and stuff. Uh, we saw some pictures somewhere, uh, <laughs> this work, uh, tied them with uh, tape. Yeah, you know. it's a real dedication, yeah, yeah, just yeah. doing it all on your own. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then slowly we made uh, a little show. We made a little show. I remember our first gig was uh, very funny because uh, <coughs> we had this gig for a school, <coughs> and um, so we supposed to do some um, some uh, play, uh, some an animation, something with the children, mm -hmm. and then uh, make the show. So we went to this place, all the children came, and we started to play with the children. And uh, I mean, uh, we, learned, uh, we learned the column, I could uh, go on the shoulder of my friend. Uh -huh. And uh, so we were playing with the children for one hour, and then the, the guy came from the school and said, okay, now it's time to start the show. And so we said, actually, we did everything we can do. <laughs> 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 this was... Uh, 
because at the time, apart from me walking on a hand or climbing on his shoulder, he juggling three balls, so we couldn't yeah, do anything it, yeah. else. It was very funny. And then, but little by little, we 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 did a little show ourselves. We sell, we sold this uh, to some schools, and then uh, we did our first experience. We decided to go on the street to do this show as clown. Where were you? Uh, in Urbino, in middle of middle of Italy, uh -huh. um, <coughs> and um, and also this area of uh, very historical. They do all this historical, um, uh, like uh, the town, uh, like uh, maybe it's known uh, Siena, Il Palo di Siena, the, 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 the old race. They, they do all uh, in a historical costume. Right, they okay. do the all, uh, all the reenactment. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, in fact, uh, for, a while, for a while we worked also as, uh, as uh, jesters. Uh, my girlfriend uh, saw for me. We bought two uh, tights, uh -huh. one red and one uh, blue, uh -huh. and uh, we cut them. And my girlfriend saw them so, together, so we had the two tights yeah. with two different legs and the hat with the, um, say, the points. Yeah. And we work uh, for this um, for the towns here and there. As so that. this one, you you've developed more material at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were developed. We even make made then a very nice. So it was very funny show. Uh, very, it was a really a story uh, because uh, we were the two clowns and then a friend of us, uh, it was a very tall guy uh, with the beard, was the, the bad guy and so we were this funny uh, August, August clown and uh, the bad guy came and uh, I remember exactly the story but then uh, at a certain point uh, I was dying, uh -huh. uh, I was dead and my friend, uh, uh, he, learned, uh, he was doing uh, masks with um, with the, um, how do you call this, uh, the, to make, uh, when you, you break a harm. Cast. Cast, yeah. yeah. We cast. Uh, Mass. Yeah. Yeah. So the story was that I was dead, uh, he was uh, come to me uh, crying, and uh, while he was crying, he would put disgust on my face, and in the end, he took out my face, uh, the, the mask on my face, mm -hmm. And, but then I I came back to life and I was uh, jumping around uh, oh, wow. and uh, was all the dramatic story. Yeah. But it was very fun. <clears throat> and we worked for um, a couple of years like this, trying this and trying that, different things. Are but you te still teaching at this point? No, I was uh, still student. I'm still student. Yeah, still student. Nice. Yeah, because uh, I started uh, the sports school with 20, 20 I finished with twenty four. This was oh, okay. uh, three years. Uh, in these uh, three, three and a half years, uh, we, we did develop different material. Yeah. But then my friend wanted to go in the direction he wanted to do with steels, uh, like um, figure, uh, like... Um, statue? Uh, no, statue, but all these uh, strange uh, steels. Um, uh, one was uh, the air, one was the fire. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, developing characters on the stilts. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, uh, instead, I want uh, I I got a little uh, in, into juggling. In, in very short, I become much better than him because I was practicing. We had, I remember this uh, our first juggling balls was uh, the bocce. Yeah, balls. Uh, uh, wow. this plastic big, one. Right? Yeah, yeah there was this plastic one that you used on the beach, uh -huh. and uh, they were very hard and heavy. But uh, that we learned. And um, and then I, I was very into juggling. I wanted, I wanted to be a juggler, 
but there was nobody who could teach me. I had yeah. no idea how and to do stuff. Except when the odd circus passes through town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then uh, I remember I finished school and I went for uh, a trip with my girlfriend that was also starting to juggle a little bit with the, these two homemade unicycles. We hiked to Switzerland, then to France, and we went to Bobourg and we saw the first uh, street performer, because in Italy there was no street performer. Uh, the famous, uh, this uh, legend, uh, Cotton McLoon, uh-huh. and uh, he was, uh, <clears throat> was already a great juggler, very funny and very good technique. He had these uh, Dubé clubs. Uh-huh. And so, um, uh, what year is this now? This is uh, 84. 84. 84. And you knew about street performers? You knew the idea of it? Even though there was nothing no, in Italy? I mean, in, in Italy there was this, like, this historical street performer, this Altimbanki, that's uh-huh. this Jesser, yeah. you know, but it was something historical, there was no real, right. no, there was before, but actually uh, Italy has got a very old tradi- tradition of this, but this was killed uh, in big part from, from uh, Mussolini. Uh-huh. Because he, he prohibited all the street uh, assembly as um, assembly, yeah, I know uh, what you mean, yeah, street assemblies, yeah, people getting together, yeah. And so all the, the, the all this uh, thing died in Italy. There was yeah. no nothing when uh, 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 we too we started to do the first street shows in Italy. You know, we went on the street as clown. It was something the people uh, uh, didn't understand what we were doing. Why? And yeah. then, uh, the, in fact, the, the the common uh, sentence was this, but you are good, you should go to television, why you are on the street? Yeah, yeah. Because in the street there were only the beggars. Right. There was no, an artist would be in the circus or in television. So when you went on this trip with your girlfriend, did you, did you go thinking you were going to see street performers? Or you just went on a trip and brought all your stuff to... Yeah, we, we thought we... I, I thought I was a great juggler because I could uh, juggle three balls. I, I, I saw somewhere somebody doing this, uh, eating the apple. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I developed my own idea. So where did you see this? Uh, this was uh, like... Um, uh, they were not released. This was uh, like a children's theater. Uh-huh. Okay. There was this guy who could juggle and they did this eat, eating apple. And I developed my own idea. First, eat an apple, and then uh, get uh, a fork. And uh-huh. juggle two apple and one fork, and uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> say, get catch, the, the catch the apple, apple on the fork. fork. And then, uh, time after, I saw uh, some other people doing this. I thought this was my idea. I said, yes. somebody did this yes, before. <clears throat> and so we went there, and we decided to go in Europe, yeah. in the world, and uh, to perform. So and that was your plan. Yeah, this was you our say, plan. Okay, so we're going to leave Italy yeah. and going to perform in Europe as a street, be a street performer. We're going to yeah. find a place to work. Yeah, and so and how old are you now? Twenty-two. I was uh, twenty-four, twenty-five. Oh, so you just had finished. Yeah, yeah, because this was uh, yeah finished the school, and uh, I, I remember we went with uh, China first of the north of Italy, and then we went to Switzerland, to the French part of Switzerland. <clears throat> we play in little town. We were sleeping in the parks with the, with the sleeping bag. And you're making a little bit of money. Yeah, we were making a little bit of money. We was were, it a duo show? Or were you each doing your own show? Yeah, we, no, we were doing a kind of duo show because uh-huh. we were both clowns. Yeah, uh, we both, we could both ride the unicycle, but only straight. Uh-huh. We, could, we couldn't make a cur- uh, like a curving. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I played the clarinet, 
I played the only straight until I fell down. <laughs> and uh, we could do a little passing with our clubs and yeah. I just uh, uh, and then uh, yeah and, uh, we did this all uh, <clears throat> for weeks uh, we, we, tra we travel around uh, how did you know where to go no, we didn't know we you just, just turned uh, up in a city and we went uh, hitchhiking uh, where the br we wanted to go somewhere and we thought to France Spain yeah so but with the, the we hitchhiking and they say where, where do you want to go where do you go okay we come with you yeah? and we went all uh, through Lausanne Geneva and then somebody, some guy went to France so we get this uh, big uh, lift to Paris so you're just finding people to take you somewhere yeah 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 we didn't have just hitchhiking really, kind of yeah we yeah. didn't have really a plan we just want yeah. to go somewhere and how and did you encounter many street performers no other no just no this all uh, this all part of the trip first part of the trip we never find any street performer but who'd you say you saw in France yeah then this was in pa Paris okay in yeah. Paris in Paris we met uh, Cotton Cotton McLoon uh -huh. that was a juggler a street, a street juggler <coughs> He's uh, half American, half French, so he could speak both languages. It is very funny show. We see friend now after many years, and um, <clears throat> I remember we were there, amazing. We watched each of his show, and uh, then I went back home You're practicing. Like, so that's how you do a show. Yeah, yeah. And I went back home practicing uh, five hours a day juggling. So you got really inspired. Yeah, yeah. I got very inspired. In the beginning, I did the kind of uh, uh, I was trying to do kind of a copy of cotton, uh -huh. yeah, uh, but then I realized, okay, I want to do something different. Yeah, I remember I ordered my first clubs from Dubai uh, with a letter because there was no email, no nothing. So I got this letter to email with my, my bad English, and something went wrong. So <clears throat> he sent them per ship. It took three months until I got it. <laughs> In the meantime, you're juggling with broomsticks and bottles. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, and, and then I was practicing the old winter. And then this was the last winter of school, exactly. We went to the, my, before I was finished school. And then I finished school and uh, I was on this uh, crossroad of my life because I said, okay, now I can be a sports teacher or I can be a clown, uh -huh. a juggler. Yeah. And so I decided I made this bet with myself. I left, uh, I finished school, it was, uh, I remember, uh, springtime, and I left uh, hitchhiking uh, in Europe. I said, I will hitchhike uh, the whole uh, summer and uh, make a street show, street shows. If I can survive, then it means it's possible. Otherwise, if I don't, if... Uh, uh, if you don't, you I, have a degree, you can go yeah. to teaching. And, but I survived, I had a lot of fun. I went uh, to, uh, to France, back to France, then I went to Spain. I was many months in Barcelona, then in Madrid, then um, somehow we find uh, from Madrid, because in Madrid then it was raining. Was it you and your girlfriend still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Madrid was very bad, way. ah no, was, this was the election, the political election, so the police was very, uh, very um, strict, didn't let any street performer, they stopped us, and... Um, <clears throat> We find this uh, uh, guy gave us this trip, trip. There was this bus going to Amsterdam, very cheap. So we bought this ticket. and went from. This Mad is still eighty four, eighty five. This is eighty five. The year after, and we went uh, to eighty six. Yeah, but this early mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to Amsterdam, 
and then there was all these performers with the big unicycle. So this is the first time you're running into street performers? Yeah, apart from Bomburg in, in Paris. Yeah. In, uh, in Spain there were also street performers, but at the time they were all very, uh, also not very good street performers. There were a lot of uh, kind of beggars. Uh, they were trying to do something. Yeah. Uh, there were some, uh, uh, yeah, some kind of gypsy performers. They were not so much. I right, mean, there was... Yeah, you, you, you guys sort of had a show at this point. Yeah, yeah, we, had the, that was yeah, yeah we, had the, we had the candle show together. Yeah. My girlfriend learned uh, Devil Stick. Uh, we did this little passing routine. Uh, I would, was doing my app, Apple routine. Uh-huh. And uh, all right, then uh, somewhere I, I saw these uh, cigar boxes. Uh-huh. Somebody saw, uh, showed me a video. I know in the circus I saw the cigar boxes, so I built these cigar boxes by myself. It's crazy. I was doing a cigar boxes routine, and uh, <clears throat> but then the, the big opening was in Amsterdam because there were so many all these American performers and the Dutch performer. Uh, I could hardly speak English, even worse than now, and, <laughs> and uh, it was very funny because. Uh, I felt like, oh God, I'm in the big world. I'm, uh, Do you remember who you saw there? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there was uh, Lee Hayes, yeah. uh, Michiel, Michiel Essling from the Flying Dutchman. He was still, uh, at the solo? time. Huh? He was performing solo? Yeah, he was yeah. performing solo. There was um, Stevie G, and um, he was perf- Stevie G was performing with his partner, um, uh, D, um, uh, I forgot the name. Uh, I don't remember the name. I don't know. Uh, strange name. De- Del. Del uh, I don't remember. And uh, they were this, uh, <coughs> the three, the three Dutch brothers, uh, the brothers Van Bess, uh-huh. uh, Mark Jos and uh, Paul. They were doing this trio show, juggling the big balls and uh, all with this unicycle and uh, fire and clubs. And uh, I saw Flip the Clown. <laughs> I think he's famous. I mean, many people know him. Oh, yeah, in Amsterdam, I, I spent the whole summer in Amsterdam because it, all the, the people living there, they, they, they loved us. Yeah. And the performers, they invite us um, to live in this uh, occupied house yeah. with them. That's great. Yeah, so we spent the whole summer uh, in Amsterdam. I was trying to... Because my girlfriend was kind of... Um, becoming shy so she said ah you perform alone so i was performing a solo show uh, no she didn't want to perform she wanted to because right. she said ah, we, when we perform i feel in your shade in your, uh-huh. uh, so so i started to perform uh, alone to build this show by myself and, and you're learning a lot from watching everybody yeah, and, yeah, ta- and yeah. every was people were they helpful giving you advice yeah or? yeah they were all the people they were so because we were so naive they were the people loved us they they helped us they, so they you know they give us a place to sleep and they show us around how to do but look you should do like this uh, I was trying to learn English I remember I bought a book to learn. I was finding the word and um, <clears throat> No, it was a beautiful time because uh, there was no, I mean, it was crowded with street performers. But, but no one was, they were welcoming. They yeah, like, yeah, we, we were very, very welcome. And um, yeah, this was uh, kind of my first uh, big opening. Um, 
it should be really, I think we yeah, have to. Yeah, the last two chairs. So, yep, okay. <clears throat> so we've had to move um, indoors because they took our chairs outside. So we're in my room, and you were talking about the um, being in Amsterdam and how helpful everyone was and how they fell in love with you guys and wanted to help you out. Yes, it was very, a very nice experience. And uh, in fact, I said I spent the whole summer in Amsterdam doing street shows and try to make my new street show. Um, and then I went back to Italy. Everyone was sad when you left. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, Dina, I, mean, I, I still, when I go to Amsterdam, there is a, a, a WhatsApp group. It's called Dinner with Dino. Because every time I go to Amsterdam, we organize uh, mostly in the Michiel place uh-huh. uh, a dinner, a big dinner. We invite all the friends. Wow. And I, I cook uh, Italian food. Oh, that's we, are, we have a big dinner. <clears throat> and I'm also in just uh, like uh, I remember when I split with my gay friend, I was very um, one of my gay friends because it happened many mm-hmm. times. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I went, I was very sad, so I went, just went to Amsterdam to visit my to, friends. To cheer up, yeah. And, uh, that's nice. That's a great experience. Yeah, so that, that that's that was basically you said that was your real first year really street performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel like you and then and then by the when, by the time you left when you're going back to Italy, do you feel like at that point you had a show that was like, this is my show? That's yeah. I was uh, I start to do uh, I had a kind of street show by myself. I built uh, also I went back to Italy. I built my first uh, high unicycle. It was very high. I couldn't climb by myself. I always need. Uh, uh, volunteers to help me up. In fact, uh, a couple of years later, I let it cut it, uh, so uh-huh. it was shorter. I could yeah. climb it, and uh, but then I went back the summer, uh, the year after, I went back to Amsterdam. Straight away, you know, yeah. didn't bother anywhere else. Yeah. You got to go Amsterdam <laughs> because I liked it so much, and I want to see my friends again. Mm-hmm. And then I met uh, uh, my partner. This was my partner for uh, <clears throat> five, six years. Uh, American juggler with the name that, uh, although we worked uh, together for five, six years, I cannot, I still cannot pronounce right. <laughs> it's a Henry. Henry, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Henry Camus or Camus. Camus, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, I met him in Amsterdam, we became friends, <clears throat> and then he came uh, to visit me in Italy. Uh, for a couple of days. And he had a solo show? He had a solo show, but he was also a beginner like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he came to visit and he spent the whole winter uh, in my place in Italy. And we built a show together. And uh, we started to do street performing in Italy. Uh, this was, is Henry of now, Henry and Gabby. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, full house. Yeah. And... Um, we, um, we grew up a lot together, I mean, we learned a lot um, from each other and performing together, we developed new ideas. Um, I mean, we play a lot with the fact that he was American and me Italian, so there was a lot of board games, you mm-hmm. know, he was saying something wrong and back and forth, but uh, we did this juggling routine, this passing, we had this uh, nice passing routine, it was uh, because uh, we often... Uh, uh, um, Often uh, we were f- having no fighting, but arguments, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, I remember I had these uh, short tendril uh, clubs 
and he had long handle clubs. <coughs> so we were doing this passing, and I had this uh, circus style because I learned from the circus performer. Yeah. Uh, so I was very quick uh, juggling, it was very slow, mm -hmm. uh, American style. Mm -hmm. So we had, we had this passing routine that was like difficult. Mm -hmm. I remember after I, I, I bought also the long handle clubs, but still my style was. Uh, so we decided to make a passing routine, it was a fight. So that's why that, that means we start to pass, and then we were start to throw them. Uh, yeah, to do chops and stuff. Yeah. Uh, with this, uh, uh, we take this from the combat, the, uh, in the juggling uh, convention, you the combat. Mm -hmm. That the two people uh, or many people, you know, you juggle three clubs and uh, make the Turn other try the knock yeah. down the other one. And we made the routine. That, um, I mean, it was a, a routine that uh, he was uh, trying to kick me. I was mm -hmm. jumping. He was ba um, ducking down and stuff like this. Yeah. It was very funny. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and we worked many years uh, we did this uh, and where did you travel with this just just street performing and we were mostly no no this, uh, we, uh, in the beginning we were really street yeah because Italy was uh, virgin there was nobody I remember so he, you so he did it with you in Italy yeah, yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember from, I was still was living in Urbino and then we went to Bologna and the weekend we did uh, 10 shows in a weekend because we were the only yeah, street performer yeah. and, um, and then uh, <clears throat> a couple of years later we met these uh, performers from uh, Milano there was this group uh, they were clowns, acrobats, uh, acrobats they were doing trampoline routine uh, Harry went uh, back to New York to visit the parents and uh, they asked me uh, because one of the members of the group was uh, going for the military service that why it was the, that time was still compulsory in Italy mm -hmm. and uh, <clears throat> so they asked me if I could replace him for one year take his place because it was uh, one, one, yeah. one people lucky in the group so I said yes why not although the guy was the best acrobat of the group and I was the worst acrobat because the other one were very good but I could juggle, I could ride unicycles. Right, you had all the skills that they didn't yeah. have. Oh. <clears throat> and then uh, Harry came back from New York and uh, he started also to work in the group. So sometimes, because we had uh, our duo show, uh, we bought the solo show and then we worked in this group. So sometimes uh, I work in the group, uh, Sandami, he work in the was group. Was the group touring or was it stayed in one place? No, the group was based in Milano, but uh -huh. was uh, with this agency. This was like actually, this was a strange agent, agency, then there is a story. They, they did the service, like they, they rent the stages and chairs, you know, like hundreds of chairs, they, they dance school. Um, in fact, there, there was also a gym where we could practice in. Mm -hmm. Um, but was a kind of uh, and, and, and this agency was selling the group in all over Italy, all over Italy, all this um, uh, town uh, fest, uh, town. Yeah, a lot of festivals in the town. Yeah, fairs, but, but well, no street performer fest. Like, uh, right. Often we had to do a parade. Uh -huh. In fact, it was uh, like a, a basic group. But then, uh, <clears throat> in Saddam, we had to do a parade, so there was a lot of money, so there were other people who could just walk on stilts, 
and we did this parade like uh, someone on stilts. There was this woman band. Uh, I was on the high side. Whatever they asked you to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're doing this now. All right. They, if there was a lot of money, we suddenly we were 15 people. I mean, the, the basic group was five people uh -huh. because for this routine with the trampoline acrobatic yeah. was five people. But then suddenly we were 15 people. Suddenly we had a live band playing for us. Because there was this drummer, there was cra very crazy drummer, uh, very good drummer, but also kind of clown. Mm -hmm. He played the drum and then start to play on the head of the people uh, all around the place. Uh, so it was very <coughs> changing. Uh, every every gig was different. Mm -hmm. There was a basic idea, then it was opening. So sometimes with me, uh, I was playing in the group. Sometimes was Henry. Sometimes we were both playing with the group. Uh, and stuff like this it was very uh, like improvisation a lot of uh, so were you, were you kind of stuck with the group and not able to go off on your own and street perform yeah we, um, uh, after a short time we, we both moved to Milano mm -hmm. in Milano the time was uh, there was no street performer the only street performer was this uh, Fakir uh, he walked on gla glasses <coughs> Spitfire mm -hmm. And uh, so it was like, uh, apart from Monday, we went almost every night, we went out, we do, uh, there was the cinema, uh, the, the uh, one, one cinema finished at, um, at 10, short past 10, so we were in this big street in front of this old this cinema. People come out of the movies. Uh, and the, 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 people come out to the movies, so we had the 10.30 show and the midnight show. See, what would you do, a 30-minute show, 20-minute yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, 30-minute show, and mm. it was a lot of money. I mean, at the time, it was already this Italian lira, this, all these bills. Yeah. And, uh, and there was no competition. There was nobody else. So, j just thinking about, the, the, like, that we're here in Sharjah, and the people not understanding about the tipping, and then you're there in Italy with Henry, yeah. and you're going around these towns where they don't know what street performing is. They understood to... To tip at the end, it wasn't that hard to convince people. No, to pay? it was not that hard. I mean, they understood the that the the, we were asking for money. Right. This is a very common uh, concept in Italy. Okay. People going uh, the street to doing anything. Uh, right. But you're doing something that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that was different. Yeah, it was different. They're like, oh, yeah. they're, this is worth it. They were very, they were, they were okay. impressed. We were in section. Okay, we were, so it wasn't so unusual for. The public to see people asking for money. Then. No. Okay. It was, uh, but it mostly it was big beggars. Yeah, it was initial to see somebody that was good doing mm -hmm. something good asking for money working right. on the street. Yeah, which is why they were telling you to go on television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then was uh, in fact then we started also to do some uh, gig with this group, uh, some gig. Then uh, the, this agency was selling also our show. Sometimes yeah. our duo show or our solo show. But then it was. Um, we find out this agency actually was ripping off all of us. This was I discovered by chance once I had this solo show in Cortina. So I, uh, I went by car and um, uh, I remember it was late for the gig. So um, I remember there was the sign seven kilometers uh, for the town. So I started to look for my cassette, music cassette for the show. They were in the um, glove, uh, I'd say. And this is a mountain road, uh, and uh, I didn't see this curve. So all of a sudden I was on to, I hit uh, my milestone, 
it was on, I was uh, I, when I look outside uh, my car was on two wheels wow and then stopped in front of the tree and the down uh, on my right side there was uh, nothing da- yeah, nothing and uh, I, well, this was summer when I, the window open I remember I was there I didn't move for a while in fact the car the, the cars that were coming from the other direction somebody they stopped somebody came to me touched my arm and asked me if I was all right and I realized yes I'm not right but my car was completely destroyed, so we called the <clears throat> we called the, the, the truck, truck. The, the truck, and uh, it brought me direct to the place uh, to the square where I had to perform for the town <laughs> because <laughs> I was straight late. To the car, right? yeah. yeah, in fact, it was uh, a lot of people thought uh, this part of the show because I, I came with this tow truck. truck. Yeah, I started to load out, out uh, uh, my my stuff from your wrecked car. <laughs> But anyway, so the, the, the people from the town, they, <clears throat> they say, okay, you cannot back ho- go back home tonight. They, they give me an hotel, uh, they invite me for dinner. And uh, in the dinner, they will say, ah, very good show, we had a lot of fun, very good. It's just a little expensive. And I remember the time, uh, I say, expensive? I mean, uh, uh, 500,000 lire, this is like, um, I don't know. Uh, let's say five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm, yeah. no? I mean, it's uh, it's worth it. Yeah. And they say five hundred dollars. We pay fifteen hundred dollars. So the so agency yeah. took uh, yeah. uh, took a big chunk. <laughs> all the jobs we did for them. Probably. Wow. And so um, so we stopped to, to work for this agency. It yeah. was a big change, also because. Uh, did you tell the other artists that they were getting ripped off? Yeah, 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 yeah. because uh, and then there was uh, all uh, inquiring, you know, the other artists were asking here and there, and, and then we find out that these people, they were really, like, making a lot of money out of us. Yeah. And giving uh, us, the, like, the crumbles. You know? Right. This was a big uh, thing. In the same time, we were starting... Uh, um, we were starting to street performing uh, also in Switzerland because mm-hmm. from Milan is very close and we realized this very good money in Switzerland. Right. Yeah. And, and what year is this now? Uh, this is now the early 90. Okay. Uh, uh, late late uh, 89, 90. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was also this story that in the 90, Harry went to New York and there was in Milan, in Milan there was always audition for, uh, I remember I did uh, like a couple of commercials, I did a commercial uh, for, I uh, was a bartender juggling with uh, some fruit juice and yeah. bottles and stuff, and so um, it was away, and I got this audition, I went there, and they took me for a television show in the main uh, Italian channel with the most famous uh, television uh, MC in Italy, You've never done any acting. Huh? You've never done any acting. No, no, no. no but this was a, was a very strange program. There were like uh, uh, two hundred performers, all kind of musician, oh, okay. time dancer, uh, juggler. Oh, right, okay. I was the only juggler. But, yeah. And um, I was there the whole winter. When Harry go back, uh, went back, I tried to convince them. Look, this is what I do. But actually, I work with my partner. It's much better. I was sure together, but they didn't want. And um, so we worked the whole winter with this television show. Uh, but then uh, I realized that the television world is very something very weird. Mm-hmm. At least in Italy, it's uh, like, uh, you know, like, um, for instance, cocaine. It's like the, 
normal. Right. Everybody was under cocaine. Right. But really, like, I remember we were doing the rehearsal, and then all of a sudden, everybody was, ah, then nothing work, and then fighting, and then, okay, make a break. And then we make a break, 20 minutes later, they come, everybody come back, everybody's very uh, good mood and stuff. And then, uh, I mean, uh, we were living all in the same hotel. Okay. You know? the, I mean, the, the big guys, the, the, the sweet and stuff, yeah. but, uh, you know, there was parties and stuff. And I remember uh, evening where, you know, like uh, you have trays with cocaine right. and stuff. And, uh, wow. But this was just one thing, but uh, it's very weird. The television world, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, there is no, all the artists, they become uh, enemies, you know, because uh, the, who is the first thing going in front of the camera, yeah. becoming famous, all, a lot yeah. of these artists. Too much competition. Yeah, for, uh, for uh, but all there was this, uh, this feeling, you know, like there was a lot of these uh, young guys, they, they were all young girls, they couldn't do anything, yeah. you know, but they, they want to be famous, you know, it was not about what they were doing, it was matter what they were doing, they were just to be in television. Yeah. Anyway, I call, I've, I've got very fed up for this, and so uh, when this uh, program was finished, I had a couple of offers to do another television show, they want me to do this uh, program for children uh, and stuff. Uh, and I said, no, and I went uh, with Henry, we went to sit performing in Zurich. In, right. uh, in fact, I remember in Zurich once uh, after the show, an Italian guy came and said, but you are Lampadino, because this was my name. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, I saw you in television, what do you, what do you do here in the street? I said, I have fun, because <laughs> television was not fun at yeah, all. Yeah, I have freedom, yeah. yeah. Wow. So then you, then you guys were in, in Zurich for a while? Like, yeah, because... Because you said you were with him for five or six years uh, as a duo? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That, so that was from like the late 80s to the yeah, early yeah. 90s? Yeah, we, we met, I think, uh, was 86. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think we did our last show the end of the 90. And what? what uh, 91. No, because uh, in this, in the, uh, since we had this uh, formula that we, we, we bought at our street solo show, Actually, often when we went on the street, our formula was was uh, one one two. That means we went in town. Each of us did the solo show, one on the side of the street, or on the other end of the street, and then we met and we did the duo show. Oh. Because in the solo show you make good money. Yeah. In the duo show you never make make the double. You don't make double, but yeah. But you make more, and it's also more fun. Instead to do two times the same show, we do. Which is a solo show and then the show together. Because you were the only ones doing shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was you make up your own rules, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, even in Zurich, you were the only ones. No, in Zurich, there was then other performers. This uh, two to one, uh, <clears throat> we did a lot in Italy. In Zurich, we tried, we tried, um, we tried an experience that uh, was a great idea, never worked really. Um, <clears throat> because we tried to start two separate shows. And then uh, um, the idea was that uh, Harry was doing Diabolos. So the idea was that he was doing this uh, I throw with Diabolos and then throwing in my uh, crowd. <laughs> uh, and so I, I was the crazy Italian guy went back in his crowd. Hey, this is your Diablo. What you doing? I'm working over there. And then we start this yeah, fight. Your shows were close enough that you yeah, could yeah, actually do that? Yeah. 
This, wow. the, no, because this, we did this in Italy for real, you uh-huh. know, that we were two shows and then together. Yeah. In Zurich we tried to do this like a story, you know, to, to start very close. Oh, and then, so then we end could, up together. And then, yeah, right. and then end up together, right. you know, to do... Uh, we tried and we never really... It's really hard to get your crowds to kind of merge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, the idea was this. Yeah, it's clever. So who was in Zurich when you guys were there? Um, who was in Zurich? Uh, let me think. Uh, Joy Joy, okay. Joy Joy, the unicyclist. He was already at a very funny show. Ah, Shy. I don't know. I never know his second name. Is Shy Kupaku? Is Shy? Yeah, Shy from Israel. Yeah. 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 He called. I met him in Copenhagen. He would say, "I'm um, Shy Kupaku." Okay. Yeah. yeah he's following. Yeah, he's uh, no, one he's... of the best clowns yeah. I ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. One of the best street shows I've ever seen in yeah. my life. He's amazing. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> who else was there? Um, uh, I mean, uh, in Zurich was always some people passing by. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Franco Olivier came there complaining that all the street performers, performers were stealing his material mm-hmm. because he invented the three torches on the unicycle and stuff like this. Yeah, did you see him in Amsterdam when you first were in Amsterdam? Uh, no, no. Uh, I heard of him when I was in Amsterdam and I never met him in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. I met him only years later. In, uh, I heard the story that he's the one who brought the tall unicycle to Amsterdam. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. He was uh, he was telling uh, he, he was the first doing uh, um, three torches on the unicycle. He was the first doing all these uh, uh, let's say classical unicycle gags. Put the hand of the head on the end of the volunteer, like, like the show, shake the yeah. hand, stuff like this. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But uh, anyway, but then the story was this: that in Amsterdam, uh, Henry met Gabi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they fell in love and they start to, to work together. Women try to work in trio, but they had, especially in the beginning of the career, they had, they had very, I mean, they were fighting all the time. <laughs> you know, like the, a lot of people say, hey, honey, and they were saying, fuck you, and stuff like this. It was like, I don't want to be in the middle so of this. So I was in the middle of this, mm-hmm. I decided, no, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. So for a while we tried to keep, you know, the, to sell our show with Fratelli Zucchini, but then the show got stronger and so... What was your show called? Uh, Fratelli Zucchini. Fratelli Zucchini? Yeah, this was a heavy idea mm-hmm. that then, uh, then uh, I discovered years later that was actually, there was already some Zucchini, Zucchini brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, In uh, Israel. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of, uh, I was cooking already a lot. And uh, one of our, our favorite meal was uh, spaghetti alle zucchine. Uh, that's why we thought uh, came out this name. But uh, yeah. I remember was um, he, he, made, he had this great idea to do juggling and then throw the um, music stand or some other things. And then a year later, I realized that it was kind of bad copy of uh, Waldo Woodhead. Okay. <laughs> so so Henry just steals stuff yeah. from people. You had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, so this was the end of the, our uh, work together. Right, and then you just continued on solo. Yeah, because in uh, in this time I met uh, I met a woman, a German woman, because we had the gig in uh, uh, one of our last uh, last gig together was uh, <clears throat> in Germany. We had this gig in a variety in a, in a tent 
But then there I met this German girl, <coughs> and uh, I was still living in Milano. But then uh, for a while I was living in Milano, she in Germany, and I visit her, sometimes she visit me, but then in the end I moved to, to Germany. And this I start, is where you live now. Yeah. yeah. And I started to make uh, this uh, new show, new solo show, because Henry was starting to work with Gabby more and more. And uh, <clears throat> I remember I did this, uh, I developed this in the street, in, uh, mostly in Heidelberg, because I was living there. The time was still possible to bask in Heidelberg, now it's uh, almost impossible. And I did this uh, new show that um, it's uh, like the root of what I do now, in a way. Hmm. From these uh, ideas, uh, it's a very dif different, but this was the starting of this idea. So what year is this now? 92, yeah, okay. 92, when I moved to Germany. And, and then this was uh, kind of, uh, because when I moved to Germany, I was still uh, street performing, uh, street performing in Germany a little bit, but then uh, there were, uh, that was the moment in Germany, there was so much, uh, so much work. I got like variety? No, 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 not really variety, more uh, corporate gigs. Oh really? Yeah, there was so so many. Uh, I had, uh, I remember, for months every weekend, Friday, Saturday, gigs, gigs, well-paid gigs, wow. corporate here and there and there and there and there. There was so much work. In fact, I didn't street performer since since that time. I didn't do a, a street show anymore. I did uh, some street festival, but I never uh, had uh, the need to go on the street. Yeah. <clears throat> also because the street became slowly harder and harder because this was uh, short after the falling of the wall. Uh -huh. So there were all the people from the east, from this uh, block coming uh, to Germany. And uh, so there is so many musicians and all different things. And, and they're finally uh, able to yeah, yeah, in fact they change all the rules in a lot of town. You cannot play, you can play, but don't use amplification, don't use fire, don't use the... You can play from four to six uh, in the weekend. Yeah. Excuse me, I want to play. But you were having all this corporate gigs, so it didn't matter to you. Yeah, it didn't matter. And you didn't, you didn't need to travel anywhere outside of Germany. You could just stay in Germany yeah. and work. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, uh, I played a lot of this, and then uh, I started the circuit of the international gig. I remember uh, some festival, uh, Holland, uh, Glastonbury in, uh, in England, and then from there, um, uh, from some festival, uh, I got contact. I went the first time to New Zealand, to Christchurch. Christchurch, wow. And I remember the first time I went there, because uh, this friend of mine... Um, John Hudson, this is uh, originally from there, uh, he was playing with his partners and we met in a festival in Holland, the Oranien Boom Festival, the Liaise organized at the time, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, not yet, maybe, but after. Anyway, <clears throat> and then he, he liked my show, he said, ah, if you like, I could um, uh, invite, uh, recommend you for uh, Christchurch. Why you were, did you do Christchurch? When? Was that in still the 90s? Yeah, yeah, this was, uh, I think, uh, uh, 94, 95. Wow. It was one of the first Christchurch, it was very small. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very tiny festival, very small. Uh, in fact, this is the great thing that uh, the year after I got an email from Jody, the world organizer, ah, would you like to come back to the festival? You know, I, I, and uh, I went back, I've been there, I think, uh, 
four or five times. Oh, really? Yeah. When was the last time you went? Uh, 2001. Okay. And because the Christchurch at the time was kind of, became kind of um, uh, fest, you know, like uh, the festival thing is, was 10 days. Yeah. And uh, in, uh, during the festival, after each show, some people come and say, I organize next week a festival in Nelson or a festival in Auckland. Mm -hmm. So I went there for a couple of weeks and then I stayed two months, three months was uh, uh, almost every winter. I've been uh, for years, uh, was every oh. winter uh, spending at least one and a half. Uh, up, I, remember, I remember the last times I had to leave because my permit was uh, oh, expired, yeah. Yeah. but I could have stayed there a couple of months longer. Just for other festivals? Yeah, happening? yeah, yeah, because the people loved, loved me and uh, I got even some corporate gig in, uh, wow, in, uh, in New Zealand. Was completely different. There was so many, so so less perform, so few performers. Yeah. It was. And um, so was uh, I started. I went, uh, got got back to Japan. Uh, I went to Australia, circus festival in Australia and stuff like this. But then. Uh, and then this, then and so all this time you, you said you still because you had all this other work. You weren't doing any. You're only doing street festivals. Yes, yeah, street festivals. Yeah, that's the only street, kind of street. No, yeah, yeah. no. Didn't go back to Amsterdam to just. I've been I've been back to Amsterdam, but not to do shows. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. tried actually a year later uh, that uh, in some strange period because it, this was uh, for um, let's say all the ninety was like the golden era. Yeah. There was so much work, but then uh, with the becoming of the euro. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the uh, September 11 mm -hmm. was all changing. And there yeah. was less work, and uh, everything went down. A couple of times I tried to go back. Uh, I remember I went to uh, I went to do street perform, uh, but I didn't want to do street perform in Germany because I mean, uh, if somebody sees me, you know, I get the gig. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, what's this guy doing on the street? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember uh, I went uh, once. Uh, one summer I went to Copenhagen mm -hmm. because I thought I'd never been to Copenhagen. Nobody yeah. knows me, so I got to Copenhagen. Uh, go to, do a stroll in the street where the performer are and uh, everybody knew me. Was Rusty there? Was the yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you're doing. <laughs> was very funny. Yeah. Uh, this was my last. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I. A couple of years later, I went to Amsterdam also because I thought uh, in Amsterdam uh, they knew they know me, but not there is not the agency German yeah, agency yeah, yeah, that can yeah. see me. But it was very hard because it was uh, okay. It was cold. It was not the uh, end of the summer. But uh, Michiel said, "Come on, you need money. I give you two hundred euro. You give me <laughs> where you are, but you don't need to go on the street. Come on, forget the money." That's funny. So the show you were talking about um, earlier, you were saying about the show that you had started doing is a version of what you do now. Yeah. So what what was I mean? Because I only saw because we had that weird yeah. shows today on the Flag Island, yeah. so I only saw sort of a version of I guess yeah. your show, yeah. and it's your like a cook, yeah. your Italian cook making a meal, yeah. but you're using all kind of props, juggling balls and things, and and the the pizza yeah. the dough spinning. So what was that? Was your concept from like? No, okay. Twenty uh, years ago. Or yeah, twenty years ago, I started this uh, club routine with different uh, kind of music. 
the cook came uh, because I was working these corporate gigs and they want me before the show uh, doing some uh, walkabout there's an animation in the audience and uh, in the time there was a lot of these um, waiters uh, you know crazy waiters yeah yeah everybody was doing crazy waiters with mm-hmm. these agencies you mm-hmm. know they, they had like 15 crazy waiters yeah like set. where's my real waiter yeah, I want food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I, I want to do something, but I didn't want to be a waiter. So I said, like, but they cook, actually. Nobody does the cook. So I did the cook. I sat with this cook, I remember. And then I find this cook character very, very funny because it's a little similar. This, um, in Italy, Commedia dell'arte. Yeah. It's known that it's, um, it's like each region of Italy has got its own mask. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, the Neapolitan mask, I come from Napoli, is Pulcinella. That is white, uh, has got uh, okay, big nose, but it's all white. It's like this little um, chaotic and stuff. I always be chaotic. And uh, so I felt like uh, with this uh, cook dress, I was kind of Pulcinella, was kind was my root. In, in, yeah. in fact, from there, I, I started this uh, cook and then I said, okay, if I'm a cook, I could be a cook also on stage. And uh, so, but if I'm, I'm cook, I'm, I don't want to juggle only clubs, you know, okay. And then I thought uh, my spinning ball could be a watermelon. Yeah. I paint this with a permanent marker and uh, try to develop. Uh, and, uh, I got a plate routine where I juggle plates. So okay. Different stuff like this. I did the um, first spot. I even did a uh, long time ago a routine with three pots, juggling three pots, uh, juggling uh, cooking spoon and stuff mm-hmm. like this. So it was all uh, a long process yeah. uh, developing. And uh, this is also what you would be doing on stage as well? Or you did yeah. some yeah, same yeah. character on stage? Yeah, yeah. This was yeah. Uh, in the beginning, it was only for the animation, for mm-hmm. the walkabout, and then mm-hmm. on stage I did my show. So <clears throat> this was the start of this cook that um, I'm still doing since. Uh, so the show that you're doing here, yeah. this is this is a show you've had now for a while. Yeah, the same show. Uh, not really. Or just little versions of it. This is uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a the street version of my stage show, like all this uh, pot and stuff. This is very new. Yeah, my case. Uh, uh, this is the first time I, I traveled with this case. Oh yeah, you just built the case. Yeah, yeah, I built this case where I can one stand on it and mm-hmm. uh, all my props are inside. This is my kitchen actually. Yeah. And uh, so my, my show changes like, um, it's almost every three or four gigs I do something a little different. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very constant. My, right, yeah. <clears throat> but it's a continue, continuous to developing of the right. stuff. But the core of it is yeah. kind of the same. It's the just core the different is the things same. around it's it. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. After you had that, uh, whenever, the, uh, September 11th and, and the Euro and stuff, and you and Miguel was just going to give you money to not street perform, yeah. how did you come out of that? Yeah, that's the, the point, that uh, slowly all these corporate gigs, all the circuit was uh, going down. Yeah. So uh, I remember for years, uh, Saddam, uh, they were offering me some street uh, festival, they said, you can come just for the hut. I said, why should you come for the hut if I can go on corporate gig and get, make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. So I refused those gigs. But then when the corporate gig like, disappeared, Remember me? <laughs> I went back uh, <clears throat> and actually 
I have to say, I mean, corporate gigs is easy, it's good money, but sometimes it's very boring. Yeah. Because you're there, you go four o'clock, you do sound check, then you wait until ten o'clock, uh, you do the show. Instead, a festival is less money, but you meet other performers, you have party. So, like here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Except without the party. Yeah. Yeah. And so I start again the all the street festival uh, circuit. I mean, seeing old friends you yeah, hadn't seen in a while yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then I'm here in the and then big league <laughs> 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 and then here you are in Sharjah yeah so so, so the, we're still talking like early 2000s that you started going back into the, the, the festivals right yeah and then you just that's what you've just been doing yeah I mean the story was this that before with the corporate gigs, I was also doing all this international circuit in New Zealand, Australia, sure, Japan. Sure, yeah, yeah, because you studied at Christchurch a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. But then it was uh, the story that uh, <clears throat> I got a daughter. Uh huh, yes. My daughter was b- born, and uh, also I split with the mother very early. She uh-huh. was two years old. I split from the mother, so I didn't want to go far away. Right. And so I didn't try to get, uh, no, I didn't want to go three, three months to New Zealand and come back and find another... Yeah, a different person. Yeah. How old is your daughter? And now she's 15. She's 15? Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, now I'm starting to travel again because she's big yeah, enough. She's... Uh, but you know, when she was uh, three, four... Uh, you I didn't, didn't want to stay in Germany, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to stay near her. Yeah. So that's why I stopped a lot. In fact, I lost a lot of contact. Uh, now I'm starting again. Two years ago, I've been for the first time out of Europe. <clears throat> I've been to Fremantle Festival in Australia, oh. and to that's Comedy nice. Festival in Melbourne, in Korea. So you're picking up steam again. Yeah, although, I mean, this was uh, my start again. Uh, I have to say, I don't know if it fits in this interview. But uh, 2018 was for me kind of like a big, big hole. It's like, uh, because the year before I went to Fremantle, I went to Korea, it was like, I'm coming back, I'm back. And then I was expecting for the year after, I had a lot of offer for this and that, and nothing happened. You know? And so, at the same time, my girlfriend dropped me and, um, and in Germany, I had also some offer, uh, many o- job offers, and then nothing worked out. Mm. So I was uh, in the cold Germany with no girlfriend, no jobs, no money, and I got very depressed. And I got this, uh, it's called uh, alopecia. Alopecia. Alopecia, yeah. I lost all my hair, yeah. my high brown. I look like a cancer patient. And uh, I thought I was, I'm very sick. I got some very serious uh, sickness, but I did all the tests, blood and this. And uh, all the doctors, they say, I'm fit. Uh, uh, I, uh, they say, your uh, value, they are not good. They are uh, perfect. <laughs> you oh, call your tests everything. Yeah, perfect. Test, yeah. It's more You're than, superhuman. It's, 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 more, it's yeah. more than good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so why I look like this is stress. So my stress was not doing... People have stress when they do too much. Yeah. I was, I, my stress was... Because not, you weren't working. I was not working. Yeah. I was not doing nothing. <clears throat> and then I was coming out of this stress. I had this accident with the table saw. I almost lost my finger. 
Uh, I've been uh, almost six months. I could. I was not able to walk. And you cut the tip of your thumb. Uh, yeah. 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 It's uh, still a little strange, but uh, slowly I got everything back. And it was so. You said you were telling me the day it was so bad, like you had to walk really slowly because just the air. Yeah, because uh, uh, they do a piece of bone was broken, so the nerves uh, are longer than the the bone. Yeah. And so I could uh, I couldn't uh, as soon as as my my heartbeat went a little up. The, my thumb was uh, throbbing, pa- pulsing, and uh, yeah. I had a very, very strong pain, pains, and I couldn't do, I couldn't, you couldn't train anything. I couldn't do nothing. nothing. Yeah. I, I remember to go to the bakery. That is ten minutes, no, five minutes walking from my place. I had to stop three times. Yeah, because uh, I it was like a nightmare. I couldn't play guitar. In fact, I remember I started uh, to play harmonica. Mm-hmm. Then I got um, <laughs> the elbow, <laughs> harmonica elbow, <laughs> from playing too much harmonica. <laughs> well, you must be the first person to have a harmonica injury. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And uh, then it took you like what do you say, six months to recover. Yeah. So, so that was just the year before last. Yeah, July two thousand eighteen. Oh. I did my first gig. Uh, December 18, I remember where I was, uh, I was very in pain at this gig in, in uh, Switzerland, <clears throat> and I was so afraid because I didn't, I could, I could, uh, I mean, uh, like uh, five clubs, I couldn't, I couldn't hold five clubs, you know, like I, I was yeah. afraid, uh, I, I couldn't, in fact, I, I didn't juggle five clubs at all, uh, but uh, uh, with clubs, well, I was very because I trained a little bit to try to get my routines back, and uh, every time my clubs was a little wrong, it my my, yeah. my my thumb, I was like uh, uh, I could almost cry. It was like, yeah. I think if something happened this old stage, I, I will not be able to to keep in going. Luckily, it didn't happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, the adrenaline kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, and so little by little, uh, now I can do everything. And, and how long did it take for you to get your strength back? Yeah, I'm still working on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my legs, my legs, they were uh, the half, it become the half. Like uh, I lost so much muscle, I start to work again. But, uh, you know, to get my juggling back was a lot of work, to the condition also. Mm. I'm, let's say now, I'm, I feel uh, I'm uh, I'm back in the condition I was before. Although, like uh, before, I was riding a lot of uh, bicycle, mountain bike, where I live these woods, and I start a little bit, but I I notice it that uh, I don't have the strength anymore. I have to. You got to build it back up again. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, my my first concern was to get uh, first my show back. Right, so, of course, yeah, yeah, it's before, even more. yeah. yeah. And uh, so was a big, big hole. <laughs> yeah. And where are you feeling like you're at percentage with your show? Like, from feeling like you have your show back, where your skill level is close to where you are? Are you eighty percent to where you want to be? Uh, yeah. The, the skill level is, let's say, it's um, almost all back. Although, for instance, uh, since the accident, I didn't do five clubs in my show anymore. Okay. I never been a great five clubs juggler, but before I could juggle five clubs, yeah. and now I can do. 
in rehearsal, in a rehearsal I do a little bit for clubs, but uh, still uh, I, I don't dare to do on stage. I mean, I don't need it, right. really need it, yeah. but I didn't dare to do on stage on performing because uh, <clears throat> I feel still uh, very unsure. Mm -hmm. The other thing, they went back pretty good. I mean, with balls, it's easier because uh, balls, they are soft. Mm -hmm, yeah, so, so nothing's smacking yeah, your hand too yeah, hard. Yeah. Clubs, they are little... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, still now, if I, I get a club wrong, uh, it's it very, you know, it's uh, all the juggler knows that it's a typical uh, thing. You juggle and you hit your finger and it hurts. But if you uh, hit my right thumb, it hurts. But if I had my left thumb, Forget it's, uh, it's yeah. still a very, very, very painful. Yeah. So your and skill is almost there, yeah. and when your strength, where do you think your strength's at right now? Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I mean, as I told you, like, um, handstand, my handstand skills, they are back. Yeah, okay. Because I've been training for the show. Yeah. Mine, uh, I, the last summer, I, I've been back on inline skates and mountain bike. Okay. And I feel uh, feel more like yourself. I feel that uh, I'm still far away oh, from the fitness oh, okay. I had before. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Before. And you're and you're 59 now. You said. Yeah, yeah in um, in the two weeks I will be 60. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So what's next? I know right after here, yeah. when you fly back to Germany, you have a gig that night, right? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I get uh, almost uh, the same, hotel. the same, the same money in this day. I got uh, almost <laughs> the same money I got to the whole week. I know, so I know, I know. It's worth it. I know. But you get to hang out with all these yeah. performers, right? So you're getting back into that, getting. I get also the honor to have an interview with this. Oh guys. yeah, so of course. Yeah, you got part of the archive. <laughs> uh, so then, what what else is next? What do you see? What's the next? down the line yeah uh, I got now a couple of gigs in Germany <clears throat> I mean I got a big hole now after I got to this gig and one in February then I got a big hole uh, I got now many offers for the summer oh, that's hopefully, good hopefully they they work yeah so you, you basically you've gotten yourself reestablished again people yeah. remember that you're yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. I mean since uh, uh, now <clears throat> almost 10 years I am a teacher in a circus school in uh, near where I live. Okay. I teach uh, children and. Um, you finally yeah. putting that degree to use. Huh? You finally putting your college degree to yes. use. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I actually start to work in the circus school because my daughter. Ah, okay. She was three years old. Uh, or, no, no, she was six years old, and she wanted to do um, a circus school. And the mother tried to find a place in a circus school. There was all the there, there is two or three circus schools around where I live. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there are not real circus; they are just like a sport. Uh, you know, the, the children they go one or two times times in a week, mm -hmm. but they were all full the, with the waiting list. Uh, so I try. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. Uh, I call one of them. I was talking with the, this guy. Say, look, but I'm a performer uh, also, so I know uh, maybe. They say, ah, why you perform? What do you do? And say, ah, I'm Dino Lamba. And he knew me. He saw me many years ago uh, in a juggling convention, I think in Rotterdam. I did the ah. public show. 
and uh, he was very impressed on my show. So I said, ah, you should come. You live here, near here. You should come teach at the school. I said, look, but I have my daughter. So he said, okay, bring your daughter with you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that's why I started to oh, teach. Yeah. Teach at the circus school. It's actually something very nice. I mean, I studied to be a teacher, so I know I'll, yeah. uh, how to teach, uh, how to teach, how to teach acrobatic because this was uh, was also my specialty. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I really enjoy. It's a very funny thing because I mean, the the oldest teacher in the circus school could be my son, and mostly the other could be, could be my grandsons yeah. and granddaughters. I'm really the grandpa, grand, grandfather yeah. of the circus school. Yeah. But that's why the children they love me because I I clown with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, they are more sport teachers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I see the difference, you know. And also, <clears throat> I, I, I do this uh, class for um, older people, like uh, older means 20, 22, oh. 18. And uh, it's very funny because every time some new people come and uh, look at this old guy, they are very skeptical. And then uh, when they see when I do handstand or juggle, they are very impressed. And then it's uh, it's a good vibration. Yeah. It's a good vibration for them because I can really teach them mm-hmm. something. In fact, I see in the year so many people come back. Uh, they want to come to my class. And, but it's also a good vibration for me because I see how the people uh, know, appreciate what I do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's great. And it's also a nice feeling to, with 60 almost, to be still, uh, you know, with, uh, I'd say to, to give numbers to a 20 years old, you mm-hmm. know, to, to do something. Yeah. yeah. That's great. You're still contributing. Yeah. For the next generation, the yeah. next generation. Great. Well, thank you. I'm so thank glad you. we could sit down and yeah. talk. Thank you. Pleasure. I enjoyed your story. It's great. Thank you for giving me sunshine. Thanks again to Dino for being part of the project. You can also check out the interview on our YouTube channel where Dino shared a bunch of photos with us. If you're a regular listener, thanks. You know that this podcast is a labor of love, but sponsorship helps keep it going and allows us to release episodes more frequently. So... If you'd like to become a sponsor of the podcast or know someone who would, please contact me at magic at buskerhalloffame.com. You can also visit the Busker Hall of Fame website and throw a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button, or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com forward slash buskerstories. Thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping keep busking history alive. Music for the podcast came from 357 Lover. Links to both songs are available in the notes section on this episode and the Busker Hall of Fame website. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend about it and leave us a five-star review. It'll help the podcast get noticed, and we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like someone to be interviewed or you feel a certain voice has not been heard, please reach out to me and let me know. We're doing our best to capture interviews and stories with as many performers as we possibly can. It's up to you to help fill in the gaps. So on behalf of myself, Kim Potter, for putting together the YouTube slideshow, and the rest of the team of the Busker Hall of Fame, remember... If you can't laugh at yourself, find someone else and laugh at them. I'm Magic Brian. Thanks for listening.